gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP. This is the Come Full Circle episode number 360. Joining me is Tasha Courtney from Kentucky, USA. My name is Dave Neal from the charming and humble state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SAP. Did I lose anyone already with my cheesy intro? Did I? When Okay. When you say this is the come full circle episode, everyone does not think C-O-M-E and they're just trying to understand what you meant. You're being dirty. You mean the C-U-M come? <laughs> you thought that was a, is the episode about come? No, it's about coming full circle. 360 episodes. Yeah, now we get it. But you really emphasized the C-O-M-E. But that's the comic. You need to you need to land it on oh, the yeah, 360. Yeah, yeah. So I, we've done 360 episodes. If I said this is the 360th episode, listen to how lame it is the way you want me to. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 360th episode, also known as the come full circle episode. Now, it still sounds like not C-O-M-E. Ladies and gentlemen, let's come together fully in a circle with episode 360 this is our halloween episode everybody this is the third attempt at us recording an episode we've recorded 10 minutes of hot fire maybe i'll maybe i'll layer it i'm, I'm gonna give that to the patreon oh my god i'm gonna god. give those 10 minutes it was to the so patreon lame and you guys didn't miss anything i did 10 minutes on me trying to kill a fly with one of those um electric zapper rackets, uh, zapper rackets by the, i wish i could use a zapper racket on you sometimes i wish i could put the uh, put the wattage to the right level that doesn't hurt you but it just chills you out like if you're ever stressed getting ready for work and i just and you're just like back to normal i want to control you anyway hey folks how are you i'm here with my uh, better half as it's called uh tasha courtney uh, this is our 360th uh public episode i'll have you know there's probably about 30 or so private episodes one or two of which tasha's been a part of but i must say i've pretty much been the uh, mule that runs the patreon well, that's okay. I haven't seen any dollars from it either. That's right. I don't, as long as you don't ask for the money for it, I haven't linked it up to the bank account yet. But I've been spending the Patreon money. We got a uh, if you're if you're watching this on the YouTube or on Instagram, uh, we've got a new lighting kit and uh, but we bought a new camera. Which is if you go to Tasha's Instagram, you'll see Tasha uh, Tasha Courtney, the the good Instagram husband work that I've been doing. I think I've been putting in the hours. I'm getting the millimeters right. You look good at 140 millimeters. I crunch down. I got to do, you know, uh, lumbar support. I got to stretch my hamstrings. You don't just take a woman's photo, folks. This is what I've learned. You don't just take her photo. You got to show her that you're working hard. You don't, you know what I mean? Like no one's at the right height to take a photo. You got to crouch down. Anyway, this is not interesting. But um, we also, I also wanted to go over um, what we haven't done is talk about the engagement. You know, oh, we haven't yeah, talked about we that. We're engaged in it. It's been um, about six weeks, I think we're calling it. Mm, we're st- that makes sense. Still together. Uh, what, what's? How does it feel? Does it feel Actually, different? Actually, thinking about it's probably been more like, yeah, I guess six weeks. So we went to Thailand. Weeks. We have not. To, have we not even done a Thailand review? We have not done any recap at all. The funny part, before we get into that, is I do for the people that are watching, we haven't even addressed what we're wearing. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> forgot that we've. we've it's re- the Halloween episode which means christmas starts in five days this is why you don't you don't listen guys you don't want to date somebody who takes christmas too seriously before black friday black friday used to be the time that was the early time to do christmas now this uh bitch over here wants to start christmas on november 1st listen if the radio stations start playing music on november 1st then i'm allowed to start listening to it on november 1st yeah but they also have stations that play nothing but rush limbaugh does that mean you have to start listening to rush limbaugh because they play it I don't like Fresh Limbaugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chase, my my uh, sister, p- 
posted on Facebook. She's like, there's only eight Fridays left until Christmas. And I go, Jesus Christ, folks, can we just have one holiday at a time? We haven't L- hit Thanksgiving yet. Listen, it just turned 2019 and now it's over. So it is true that time flies and you're going to run out of time to shop for Christmas presents. We need to decide on like ethical non-gift things to do for each other because I actually think it's a cop-out to true gifts that you can give to each other. I think it's easy to be like, what do you want? And then you it's never been easier to punch on Amazon like a laptop case or whatever. You know what I mean? It's never been easier. Yeah, I I do believe that gift giving is nice when it's thoughtful, when you like really think about what somebody might want. But it's still easy to buy. You, you don't have to go anywhere and fight people. You just do it all online. Who cares if that about the ease of it? What I'm talking about is like instead of asking for a list from somebody, you come up with the perfect gift for them without them telling you. That's that's a challenge. I'm saying you, if, ro- you run the risk. If of I the wanted, wrong thing. if I wanted a condenser microphone that can only be found at the B and H in New York City, where you got to talk to 17 Orthodox Jewish guys and they send it through the chute. You know what I mean? Like the very spit. If then you showed up with this beautiful condenser microphone from 34th and 7th at B and H in Manhattan, New York City, New York State, uh, USA. I would be like, whoa, that was a fucking find. But I know you can just be like, oh, that's what you want, babe. Go on Amazon. Some, you know. So you don't appreciate it as much because I didn't have to run 3,000 miles to get it? I think you should go 5,600. I think. I think in general, the economics of buying gifts has just changed that it's just not, I think in, I think across everybody, if you, if you really think about it, it's just not as big of a deal as it used to be. I don't know. Anyway, that's for eight episodes from now. We'll do a gift buying episode. Uh, but speaking of gifts, we exchanged um, engagement vows. <laughs> Is that a thing? Vows? I asked you to be my wife, but what did you, ask, you, you didn't ask me anything in return. I said yes. So that's already my gift. But as a feminist, you should be worried about the um, property exchange that happens on an engagement. I feel like feminists what? take all the good and don't worry about the bad. Like you're, you're like you get a diamond ring, and I'm happy for you. I would never use it against you. It's it's beautiful. It's it's perfect for you. It was meant for you. But like, don't you worry that that's some sort of like bought and sold manipulation type of thing? It's um, it's, it's a pretty crooked uh, thing. The proposals. Um, I would say that proposals have evolved over time. I don't really see any problem. It's a promise. It's a promise. And if we break our promise, then I give it back. Is that how it works? Yeah. I think if you, you, you can give it back before the marriage, but once there's a marriage, then you it's consummated mine. the, the, I, I fulfilled my promise. So fulfilled. I get to keep it. <laughs> Even if we're only married for one day. So the morning of the wedding, I have to really consider. <laughs> and what if I break the promise? Does that mean I get it back? No. If you break the promise, I get to keep it. I got insurance on the ring, so I can just chop your hand off. I think I I think I said that on a previous episode. I'm just saying you could. I think I said that on the Patreon episode that if I really wanted to, I could just the the ring's insured. More than your you are, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ring's got the ring has better insurance. Better insurance. Than I do. If you ever need any dental work done, just chuck that ring into the Hudson River. I don't know. We're not in New York. I'm using using New York terms here. Um so we're celebrating Halloween and stuff. It's weird, it's a few days before Halloween we go to our um our uh, annual Halloween party that no one shows up to. We did it last night. Um, I know I shouldn't talk too much shit, but I like to talk shit about friends just to see who's listening. I like to do that. I ate so much shit yesterday that I was like, there's no 
no way I'm going to be able to eat any junk at the Halloween party. And it was almost like it was comforting to me to know that like I was in so much pain before I got there from eating shit that I was like, there's no way I'm going to come home with a bag of candy. And right there is two so bags, got two of, bags candy. of candy. Um, I like... Here, yeah. I'm a I'm a sad like I've I've yet to uh, graduate uh, become enlightened from my childhood need for uh, sweets and um, I literally we got in the car to leave the party and I was still upset that no one had cut into the cake yet so there's yeah. just a perfectly good cake sitting there someone's at someone's gonna eat the cake or she's just gonna chuck it straight in the cake she's probably gonna throw trash. the cake out. I'm imagining I'm gonna go I'm gonna drive by their Why house. Why are today. you sad for the cake though? I've I've always been this way where I'm very you, emotional. You, I'm very empathic to things I shouldn't have empathy towards, like non energy living things. So like if I see a toy, like as a kid, if I saw a toy that wasn't getting played with enough, I'd bring it out and play with it. That's kind of fucked up. So like Toy Story wouldn't have been a movie if it was your toy. Oh no, I, I'm like the socialism of <laughs> I would have had every toy gets equal amount of playtime. <laughs> every toy's got universal playtime, and the richest of toys have to give more playtime to the cheapest of toys. That's my Bernie Sanders. Um, I think so. Anyway, so I'm just I'm like it's itching my skin right now thinking of a cake that's sitting on top of a dumpster knowing full well that that top two-thirds of the cake is still good you know what i mean like the you know okay so yesterday um i went to this like party thing in west hollywood and they had food trucks there they had a pizza truck and they had an ice cream truck called cool house and they have vegan ice cream and vegan cookie things and they make ice cream sandwiches like custom ice cream sandwiches right and normally when you and I are together I'm very oh just normally in general I am able to throw out what I don't want when I start to feel bad when my stomach hurts you give it to me or I just throw it away you know I I don't have to eat the whole giant cookie sandwich but yesterday I was really trying to do like the last bite club. And I think that's why I felt so bad is like because I really finished that whole ice cream sandwich, even though I was done probably two thirds of the way through it instead of just tossing it out. I finished it. But imagine that every meal. That's me. But my the point of this is that just don't do that. It's really easy once you put it into practice. You don't owe the sandwich eating the whole sandwich. It, you should definitely, you know, it's, it's normal to like w- try and have your eyes the same size as your stomach so you don't take too much on your plate when you're at a party and waste food, but. It just builds into my psyche. At growing up, you got to finish your plate. There's poor kids somewhere else. And it doesn't make any sense. That's it, how it, you get fat. I, that's how I was fat and still am. I'm trying to wear a man's leotard. Do we mention what our costumes are yet? I don't think we did. How about we just don't mention it the whole episode from now on? <laughs> you got to go to our Instagram to see what we are. Um, but I am wearing a leotard and I do feel okay. And I, I you, know what, you know what? Here's what I love about either. This is either about getting old or or just becoming more comfortable in my own skin is I have no problem talking to strangers about very personal things. Like somebody yesterday congratulated us on a new sponsor. Manscaped is going to be a sponsor. I think next episode we'll, we'll do our, our first read with them. And um, and they were like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's like a men's grooming thing. And I mentioned that I've shaved all of my balls. All of my balls. There's not an ounce of hair How unless I forgot. How many balls do you have? All of them. <laughs> And Manscaped, and again, this isn't the promo read, but um, they, because I'm not going to do it this episode, but they've got like a, 
an ability to not cut you. I should really save the gory parts for when I do the podcast read because I really want to. I mean, I've bled before. I've bled with some bad trimmers. Anyway, I use this on my face. I've got a mustache right now for the audio listeners, but everything else, everything but the mustache went. It's all gone. Balls. Uh, base of the dick hair it's all it's off it's off the table then manscape gives you a little bit of a ball lotion you put on i don't know what it's got in it it just makes you feel spry it makes you feel youthful again and um and i'm just telling this to strangers and i'm watching these are like two dudes that work in finance and i'm watching their their like wives or girlfriends just look at me like with disdain but also who cares and it's and then maybe you should take that to heart sometime what no. is and is not appropriate party conversation no 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 because then they started opening up to me about things one guy's asking me about my hair products and gels and we just had this open simple fun conversation and it's kind I bet of he came home and told his wife today that you're a weirdo i bet you they bought some i bet she i bet you she's <laughs> gonna buy him a manscaped razor trimmer anyway the point is is that i think that when the second you open up the conversation to just be like hey we're gonna be like our friends sarah Ann and ben once they start once she talks about sucking dick we're all fucking having a party like you know what i mean that sounded once once you know they talk about sex a lot once when you're it's it's safe for us to do this in this conversation people listen in their earbuds at work which by the way we've had i've had the funniest we have the we really do have the best listeners i almost don't want us to become more popular because I do like that I can track some of our listeners. Like I do like that there's probably about 50 or so, maybe 30 that are active, that actively communicate with me about like what their listening tendencies are. I feel like if you get too big, you're not gonna be able to catch the rest of them. Cause I know there's more out there. You look at the numbers, there's one or 2000 of you guys, but like 30 or so, let me know what's up. And one, one lady was talking about how at work she listens and like her Bluetooth died. So it went to her like computer speakers or something. Oh no. And you it, need you know, a, like a warning on each of these episodes. And then it, it's work. like, yeah, it, it, like she unplugs the Bluetooth and I'm like, and then I shaved my taint area. I had to bend over and pull a hamstring. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this is not meant for, uh, you know, listening in the family uh, radio when you drive the Woody station wagon out to camping trips. This is not meant for that. This is uh, this is for you in the earbuds. But anyway, I don't know. I just think it's it's nice and refreshing the more we just open up and talk about things. Like, like look, I mean, if, if you're going to 69, don't you want a clean-shaved area? Don't you want to spray some um, caramel-flavored Halloween lube on each other and just lick around? I mean... You know, you get to this point when you've d- dated somebody for so long that you start experimenting. Like, I got a new bit that I wrote. So we, we saw the worst stand-up comedian of all time. I won't go into it anymore. I just saw this person literally bombed their ass off so bad. But during their bomb, it made me think of eating ass. This person bombed so bad, I was thinking of eating ass. And I was thinking, I was like... I can understand like um, staunch Republicans or like people that are super conservative that are super pro-life because I can relate to them with drawing a line in the sand. Like I understand that they have this ideology that they can't cross over because it's ingrained into them. And I'm that way with eating ass. You can't eat ass? No, but I can understand that that's like a craze for people. But I don't think there's a world where I want to eat your or anybody's ass. (laughs) I don't see that. And I don't know. Does that make me uh, selfish? Is eating ass something you do for others, or is it a gift you give to what yourself? What if I uh, use the shower head on my bum bum? You'd have to use uh, <laughs> a yeah, chocolate syrup kegerator on your bum bum <laughs> for me to start punching around down there, eating it like a fun pack. <laughs> this is gross. It's gross. Nobody wanted to hear Some this. Some people like to eat ass, and I just see that spiral brown eye. 
whatever they call it these days. <laughs> and I just, you know, it was hard enough for me growing up. The first time I heard about flavored condoms, I was 29. No, I was like probably nine or 10. The local 7-Eleven had flavored condoms. And I just found you out- You knew what a condom was? Maybe not. Maybe not that age. Maybe I was a little bit older, but I was like, I was definitely 10 or 11. I was old enough to know that like, oh, this is what you use to- as soon as I knew about sex, I heard about condoms because, you know, I was gr- growing up in Newport, it was like not, you know, it's it's a middle class town. You see, you know, you know how it is. You see condoms. I'd see a condom on the ground, like walking that downtown. There's a beautiful part of downtown Newport. It's all these colonial homes. So the homes are right on the sidewalk and you'd see a condom on the ground and you'd look up and you'd you'd just do the uh, the engineering math and go, oh, some dude fucked some chick on the second floor and threw it out the window. That's what it had to have Who been. Who throws their trash out the window? No, no, not trash. Condoms. Used condoms. Ew, well, but then you think used about it. Con- not the wrapper? No, con. I'm talking balloons. Balloons full of Yoohoo coming out the window. I mean, I'm just, ass- I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they didn't fuck on the sidewalk. I know in Los Angeles, we would assume it's just a couple of homeless people fucking on the sidewalk, but in Newport, Rhode Island, or this someone is in a- their car threw uh, it out the window. No, this is, yeah, but this is a college party town. I feel town. like that makes more sense than out of home window when there's a trash can inside even when you're 10 years old there's some forensics you can do when you look at a condom on the ground you can tell the the skid path the coefficient uh coefficient coefficient of friction coefficient of friction am i I, i'm I'm getting math was never my yeah you were really bad at math i mean what if anyone wants to have fun take tasha out to uh lunch and let her pay for the tip and watch the fucking protect tractor she has to get out to understand what 20 percent is (laughs) no okay you look at me like you're you got beads of sweat like you're taking the sats no i'm just thinking and you're always jabbering like you do you never can let one second of silence pass between us if a train's traveling 20 miles an hour in my head how much is okay listen Listen, I, maybe math was not like the most natural of subjects for me, but I did take calculus. I went all the way to the highest levels of math. So it, give it, me well, a little credit. The caveat here. is in Kentucky. So, I mean, if you have three KFCs opened up in a 12 mile radius. But I'll tell you what, you know, how I was many actually Confederate thinking flags? about this on our hike the other day. I was thinking about word problems and what bullshit they are. Yeah. Word problems are really annoying, and I understand how they're useful for real life because sometimes you're trying to figure out something that would be what a if word we, problem. What if we do this? What if we create a word problem right now? How about this? This is a good idea. Let's create a word problem right now for the SAP, and whoever answers it first, we send them a package of soap for Christmas. Okay, Let's we have that. no soap okay. made right now, okay, though, imagine. right? No, we don't. We have to make soap. <laughs> but we're going to make... Okay, so listen. Get your pen and paper out. The first person to get me the answer to this word problem is going to get a package of soap handmade by tasha are you Corden. confident that you can answer this word problem? no i'm gonna have to re-listen to it because i haven't written it yet okay so if the sap podcast was founded in 2013 and had 14 original listeners and for the next 200 episodes it gained 17 listeners but then on the 300th episode it lost half of its listeners and then the next 60 episodes it gained 50 listeners an episode how many listeners do we have that sounds like a good one sure but you're definitely gonna have to re-listen to that because you made that way more complicated than it needed to be 
Yeah, I know. And I left out, I think, look, if I left anything out in there, just assume I didn't gain any listeners because I think I left out 100 episodes there. So assume that we went stagnant for those episodes. Anyway, that's the SAP word problem. <laughs> you get a free uh, package of soap uh, wherever wherever you are and we'll send it to you. We, we actually owe Oz some soap, one of our Patreon listeners. Um, I told him we don't have any yet. And um, for and also, um, I think this we're going to... soap is not going to be ready by Christmas. Oh, it will be. Yeah. No, we, we, we're going to make it, it in the next like couple weeks. It three months to cure. But here's what we need to do. Here's, we here, only have two months till Christmas. No, here's the problem is the good thing is you can mail it to people and then while it's still curing it smell it fragrances their home but we, what we need to do i think is go si- simplify it and just do one maybe two different flavors with the first That's fine with me that's we what did, we did last time but but also did you see that soap that like middle-aged soap that my mom had it was like it was just normal soap but the branding of it was really funny i think we should do funny branding that way we can cut off like certain brands and be like this is the soap for like your hoo-hahs or this is your your nutsack soap and we can or like this is a one night stand soap and it's like a the shitty well yeah the shitty one the shitty ends you know like the end of a loaf that like the the end of the soap loaf will be the one night stand soap where you give it to the person you don't really care about anyway folks let's move on from here so it's halloween we're dressed up we went to the halloween party last night um it used to be that halloween was the one night everyone could dress up slutty and i mean slutty in a term for both men and women as you get older you don't want to dress slutty anymore I still do. I want to be as gay as possible. I wanted to wear glitter last night. I'm dressed as a Dancing with the Stars contestant. I don't you think said we you mentioned. weren't going to oh, say. Boy. Well, you got to go go to the page to see if I'm telling the truth. <laughs> and um, I'm wearing a man's leotard, although right now it's a morning after. So, And by the way, we both woke up hungover. We didn't have a lick of alcohol. <laughs> I had a Red Bull. I had a sugar-free Red Bull last night. Yeah, I just had sugar, and I feel like I got hit by a train. Boy, does it make you feel bad, though? Because, look, we should be dressing up in exotic characters and fucking... You know who I think fucks is, um, is um, loose and sky they're always dressed up as like they're always like dressing up as the sexiest version of themselves i think they i think we should have them on the podcast and see if it's all talk or if they're out there banging because they always have that one friend they, they're traveling with this other chick they go to coat they went to costa rica with another chick and i think they might be swingers maybe do you think they're swingers? Maybe. Get them on the line right now call <laughs> lucy are you guys swinger what do you guys do i mean i'm gonna tag them in this and we're gonna find out Cause then he'll have like she'll take photos of him like hugging the other chick, and I'm thinking if I if you and I were hanging out, you wouldn't take a photo of me hugging Sammy. You know what I mean? Would I not? Or maybe I would just be chill, Dave. I don't think that you have ulterior motives. You just said Dave like it was a slur. (laughs) (laughs) If I just be chill, Dave, (laughs) the hard e at the end, Dave. Um, I don't know. Who would you like to go on a vacation with if we went with somebody? We could go with Sammy and Michael. But you ever wonder, I like, think they'd be chill to never travel had with. A, don't take this the wrong way, but you've never had a fantasy where we go camping with another couple and they just knock on the wind, the the thing, and then zoop, zoop, no. zoop, and then you just the n- listen, they open up the little uh, zipper and a little dick or I'm not tits come through to the other end. Categorize men and women, but I don't think that it. I, it's true. Where did we hear this the other day? I don't have sex on my mind twenty four seven. I just don't. Well, this is a I'm not sex actually podcast. About my friends, you don't have. Listen, I'll be okay with this. You don't. There isn't one of my buddies that you'd want to fuck. Sorry, I don't want to offend your buddies, but no. Yeah, I got some not unfuckable buddies. <laughs> if you're listening out there, Joe Welk, he's he's a, he's a podcast listener, past guest. He's always trying to. Whenever I've got a, any any female guest at all, he's always like, "Yo, man, hook it up, bro." <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Just ask her to fuck, not Tasha, but in general, just ask, ask a chick to fuck. When it used to be on Halloween, this was your chance. Halloween's an icebreaker. And this is what it's still good for, because I think for our listeners that are out there that are still in the hunt trying to get some, I, I need to live vicariously through them because no, there's nothing. 
<laughs> you know what I heard yesterday? That happy Halloween text is just you up, but undercover <laughs> happy halloween is just <laughs> it's your ex in camouflage oh interesting so that's the way to like hey happy halloween what yeah, are you if doing someone's sending you like a holiday text that's a reminder like it's just undercover you do up. you remember being single and like have and seeing any any sort of man's men's costume that caught your eye because i i don't know because here, here's the deal right men will look at when, halloween's a great time for women to dress any way that they want to dress okay they call it like it's the one time you're, you can be a slut. I don't need to use that term. It's sexual expression at your best. You can be, it's like going to a Coachella. You can Coachella. be as free as you want. But now you can wear the tiniest bottoms and the tiniest top, or you can wear a giant furry costume. Yeah, you can show are, some okay. nipples. It's all, on, everything's on the table. You can do whatever you want to do. You can be a sec, because it, it used to be, I was reading this article, I'll just paraphrase it, but it used to be before like the year 2000, the year 2000, you know that, how they're you know, saying the year 2000? No. Conan O'Brien used to do a thing in the 90s talking about how it would be in the future in the year 2000. And uh, anyway, it's 19 and a half years later and it's still funny to me how quickly we aged because that was one of my favorite bits growing up. But it used to be you would being sexy was the Halloween costume. You would just dress up sexy. And then uh, and then what happened in the late 90s thanks to Hit Me Baby One More Time and the fetishizing of um, of, of everything that and also manufacturers just said, fuck it we'll make you anything you want sexy sexy handmaid's tale there's a sexy donald trump wig out there that you can get sexy harry potter it's just sexy push-up bra and then put a little something on your head but what it is is it's just it's just you know some some sort of rube we've all agreed on that like that uh, that says all right we can all just have fun today wouldn't it be nice if that was the way society just always was if you just woke up and go, I want to be fucking slutty uh, Ken doll and I could just go out there dressed like this with my hair coiffed to the side like a news anchor and be Ken doll. You know what I mean? I mean, you can, but people will just talk bad about you. But this is what's interesting is because we live in Los Angeles where people just dress crazy all the time and the same was in New York. But like, you know, it's, you know, people go to college for the first time and they start having theme parties. It's really people's, you know, it's all, it all comes together at once. Like, you, do you not remember the first like slut? Like, do you ever, did you ever wear like a super skanky Halloween costume? Did you feel like a rebel? Uh, I always wore sexy Halloween costumes. Super skanky? No. Sexy? Yeah. But you, tr you, you, tiny little bottoms and tiny little tops. Yeah. My absolutely. favorite story. Of, showing off those abs. Don't have them my anymore. favorite story of you. It was as a kid. Tell your Jasmine story. Because <laughs> this, it perfectly explains why you're a monster in today's world. Am I a monster? You're a monster. I'm not I got to hit monster. you with a bug zapper I, once in a while. I was upset because it snowed on Halloween and my dad made me wear a turtleneck under my Princess Jasmine costume. And I was excited to show some bare midriff. How old were you? Probably fourth grade. So fourth grade. Jeez, what the fuck is that? Eight years old? I don't know. Let's just assume, like, let's round it up to ten. But I was so amped. Why to did get you want to show midriff? Jasmine. So what is this pre? Prepubescent. We are ingrained, babe. What women are? Yeah, from the time of birth, like you are told in a million ways that your value comes from, like your desirability. And that's what's tough on Halloween is that a lot of times, like men go for the funny costumes and women go for the sexy costumes. But isn't that a good example of of like what sells? If a guy wants to get laid, I I once uh, dressed up as. Richard Simmons, okay? I've got a Napoleon Dynamite wig. I got the tall socks, booty shorts. I'm talking booty shorts. I'm talking, 
I had to tuck the balls away. Like you got to be careful how you sit because your dick's going to come out side of the shorts, boot, you know, runner shorts. I had a tank top and I was a jazzerciser. If you're young and don't know Richard Simmons, live a little. Anyway, my story, I lived in Harlem. I was on 125th Street, which is where there's a lot of cheap clothing stores. I mean, that's where it is. It's next to the Apollo. It's Harlem. It's That's where you go to get cheap clothes. It's a great place to go Halloween shopping. So I go there. I'm excited. I got the I got the red wig on. Have you heard this story before? No. And, um, and I'm at a Models Sporting Goods. Got to go to Moe's. I'm at a Models Sporting Goods store to try to buy tall socks for my jazzercise outfit. And then this black dude looks at me and he goes, what are you dressed as? And of course, I said, Russell. Simmons. Now, I in my head thought I was still saying Richard Simmons, the gay Jewish jazzercise dancer. But what I said was Richard Russell Simmons, which I'm still mixing it up. Do you know who Russell Simmons is? He, you know, I don't know. He's a he's a hip hop mogul. So I just told this black guy I was dressed as a hip hop mogul with uh, with red hair. And it wasn't until I walked out of the place like minutes later that I was like, I said the wrong Simmons. I said Ru- I said uh, Russell. I'm and I sure said this Richard. guy has never thought about this. I'm sure ever he's again. on a podcast right now, being like, this white motherfucker <laughs> came into my place, didn't wear blackface, <laughs> stayed in whiteface, and wore Richard Simmons. Anyway, so but for a guy, it's all about having fun. So then, so then I go to I go out, I go out, and I'm I'm you know I'm dancing all jazzercise style. I got my long white legs, and I got my ginger hat on, and some lady found that attractive and hit on me. That's that's what you get as a guy. Whereas as a woman, you can dress as the funny thing, but also men don't, I don't think men value that in the way that they value someone who just walks by and goes, damn, I can procreate with that. I can make good children with that ass. Because that's what you're saying on the inside. You don't know you're going, oh, look at that meaty fucking ass. I want to fuck it. But what you're really doing is like, I want to prolong my genetics with that child rearing rump. You've got a child rearing rump, Tasha. I do? Yeah, you, yeah. That's a nice poetic way to hit on someone. Your rump is child rearing. Hi, how are you? You look like you can breastfeed for many months with those titties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it is. So anyway, so it's it's the it's the one day that people can just go out and dress like a freak or whatever. I mean, I don't know, but like I said, with with the with the way Instagram is and how like sort of sexually open and positive the world has been, I think the demand for being super slutty has just kind of like calm down because there's theme parties all the time and all this different stuff you can be um why don't you talk for a second while i pull up this article here <laughs> okay sure i can talk for a second i'll just do another talking uh, do another what dave do another um i don't know a uh, halloween story uh what's so one of your favorite costumes of all time sexy lobster so you could be anything that's sexy <laughs> um what your Halloween costume says about you, ulterior motives. As as to the sexiness requirement of the costume choices of young adults, um, it really is simple. Uh, it's simply about sex. Um, on another level, it's related to the developmental task of preparing for partnership or marriage, honing the skills of honing the skills and characteristics that attract suitors is a powerful instinct at the age, at the young age. So the other 364 days of the year might be devoted to developing a good sense of humor, solid career prospects, or any other number of characteristics attractive to a potential mate. Halloween is particularly well suited to a display of physical assets without looking desperate. I'm not flaunting. It's a costume. That was my excuse, at least when I strutted around in my homemade belly dancer outfit my freshman year in college for $5 worth of coin trim sewn on a push-up bra and a couple yards of gauzy fabric for a sarong. I won runner up in my dorm costume. Yeah. I mean, so it's so anyway, so Halloween's a chance to go get late. It's like how the, it's like how Jewish people have, um, what's that thing called where they get, they travel to, to, um, 
uh, the Middle East. Birthright. They have birthright. And, and, and so I've been told this from Jewish friends that birthright is what the older Jewish people have set up as like they'll pay you to go to birthright because they basically want you to fuck and meet another Jewish person. It's a free trip. Yeah. And they want you to see the homeland and get to experience some like, you know, the culture and the beauty. And yes, hopefully you meet some other young, attractive Jewish people. Where my where my people just had St. Patty's Day where you get drunk and try to fuck somebody. And That's throw up in an alley. You throw up in an alley. You have some corn beef cabbage and you try to fuck some oh, chick with good. freckles that's what you know that's the luck of the irish for us but on halloween yeah it's a good example as a um, as a time where like you just flaunt what you have it's a physical because you know don't you don't you don't you wonder like we're, everyone's so gung-ho on like you got to find the soulmate and the right connection and that's all true too but the physical human is a third of you know soul mind body and soul right so you got the body which it's like no offense but like if one of us i don't know you might still love me if i gained a thousand pounds but like if you just like sat on the couch and just fucking got gross it wouldn't necessarily necessarily be the physical part of you i wasn't attracted to but whatever like emerged from that would be gross you know what i mean you just wouldn't be a ha- like your physical who you are is a result of like the inner joy you have like going hiking and traveling well, and being I footloose guess you, what you're trying to say is that they're all connected right You're right you, the health of your mind is reflected in the health of your body and the health of your soul i don't know but isn't it weird though that like that we're that we we almost shame the shaming of the body does that make sense like like nowadays you can't talk about like um like being big isn't a condition it's like an empowerment thing well listen there's nothing wrong i i I, we we shouldn't be shaming people for things out of their control Right. And there are plenty of reasons why you aren't a size zero. You know, not everybody's meant to be a size zero. Not everybody is meant to be a size zero. But privilege is something out of people's control. Like if you like if you're born with a nice ass, that's you have an you have ass privilege. I'm born white. I have white privilege. So you can't shame someone for something that's out of their control then, right? Exactly. That's what I just said. No, I'm just I'm just I'm 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 thinking it's a good point that that because I think people do get shamed for things that are out of their control. But something that's in your control is the ability to learn kind of like how to have a better diet and be active and be all happy. And I'm not talking about being a size zero. Like I'm you, a, I'm maybe a, stop ruminating about that uneaten cake. Oh maybe just gosh. let it go. Anyone it's wants to send us a cake, okay. uh, P.O. box, <laughs> stuff my face. Everyone knows me. That's the through line is I've got an addiction to food. But it, boy, isn't it much nicer than I don't have an addiction to like alcohol and I don't just like have a Jack Daniels and throw a bottle at you in the middle of the night. Instead, yeah. I secretly, you know, walk in here when you're sleeping and eat like seven of those chocolates. You don't eat? look. I don't want you to find out. You I had ate three. Them in the middle of the I night? had three chocolates. I, I asked you to get the chocolates specifically so that I could have them for when I was craving chocolate. If anyone's wanting to know how um how much improved your sex life becomes when you get engaged, uh, I had to drop Tasha off at the front door so I could go park the car because I wasn't going to let two Dancing with the Stars contestants walk down a dark alley. So I go, I drop her off at the front door. I go around the corner to park the car. I, I did put a jacket on because I wasn't going to wear a leotard. I wasn't going down that <laughs> a way. sparkly leotard. Local podcaster found beaten to death in a sparkly sequin. Sequin? Sequin. <laughs> Sequan, that's what the name of the guy was who found me at Models, um, and uh, Sequan Barkley, it's the guy's name, right? And uh, anyway, uh, what was I talking about? So yeah, so I get back to the apartment, all excited for like me. I don't know, maybe a little Dancing with the Stars sex. Sexy maybe we time. do a little Paso Doble in the bedroom. Maybe I give you the old Viennese waltz. 
I don't know, maybe we pound it out to a little Argentine tango. Who knows? Sky's the limit. Well, she's passed out in bed, fully clothed in a jacket. You're passed out in bed. You do the whole like you do that whole um thing where you put the whole sheets over you like you're a corpse in a, a morgue <laughs> like you like you've just packed yourself for the casket you just go full under the cover so i'm like all right well i guess i'm an, i guess i'm choosing to be the guy in a leotard who's about to eat chocolate alone i guess that's my <laughs> sex life I did. I, I don't know what time i woke up but i like woke up and took off my coat and i undid the um pantyhose they're the kind they're dancers pantyhose so they have a little hole in the bottom so you can pull them up so i got the pantyhose off my feet and i took my jacket off and then uh, i woke up again around seven and finally took off my leotard and tight see i wanted to fuck in this leotard i was excited i was like do you do the pull to the side because it's because this this dang. leotard doesn't have buttons where you know you snaps. can't this doesn't have like the uh, kid leotard buttons or whatever snaps. Have, snaps it doesn't have snaps so my leotard i had to contort my uh, broad shoulders it's a male large too so i don't know what these little russians are wearing when they're prancing around in their costumes but i don't know if you're watching on the youtube this is i had to i put this back on without the actual leotard part Look at the, so you're you, just gonna have a stretched out leg stre- hole. Yeah, because I had a hard time, and I was thinking, like, what if, what if we did have a little, um, I don't know, a contemporary, you know, bumping of uglies, as it were, dancing with the star style. What if I showed you my mirror balls trophy? <laughs> um, you know, what if uh, I gave you the perfect ten or six? But I thought, like, well, and then you just slide the crotch hole to the side, and you go like old school quick sex yeah, style such a wild imagination well we're in our early uh late uh, mid uh late early to mid 30s at least i am you're in your um early to mid early 30s and um i think that it's important to like like we should be having halloween sex you know i'm sorry i passed out we should be spraying the old we should have halloween themed lube we should really be leaning we should be pushing thrusting into this podcast you really like themes i think yeah and also, so okay, so I think let's 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 talk about this, and we'll get out of here. Um, I think it's important for, uh, like, let's address what I, I want to help my brethren get laid on Halloween. I think the best Halloween costume a male can have is Reno nine one one. It's funny, but you've also got handcuffs for the ladies, so you can be this. Do you know what I'm talking about Reno nine one one? The short yeah, shorts, yeah, the short shorts, and you show off some thigh. Showing off Girls leg. are attracted to a nice thigh. Thighs are good. Thighs in the primitive ter- times show that you can run and hunt bison or um, or a saber tooth. Means you're strong and fast. Yes, you're strong and fast. And then you've got the um, the cop shirt, which is can be busted. Or you can be the chubby guy who's like, I'm I ain't afraid of my body. And then that's sexy too. So I think being a Reno 911 is is a good bet for a guy. And again, for women, you really can't go wrong as long as you just don't fuck up your face like with um a mask or anything like that like show off what you have like ladies you're gonna do fine just it's uh, halloween is about the icebreaker just like any sort of like themed party the 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 thing you need to do as a guy on halloween if you're out with your buddies or, or going out to some party is to be inquisitive what's your costume about but also be slightly ribbing like like you right now i could be like what are you a, a snow queen what's your deal and then you go dancing with a star contestant and i go can you do you got to move like you just you can be engaging to someone based on what their costume is it's a new chance to have a different identity and be like a rock star for the night you can get out of your shell that's the problem i think think with people that are nervous about dating is that you always think somebody's watching you so it's like i don't want to wear like i don't want to pull my hair back and wear it a different way because i'm gonna look stupid to who to who wear the dumb hat put the fedora on seriously it's better than the bangs you've been trying to get laid having for the last 10 years you know what i mean 
Do you ever have that feeling where like you've been you've been confident and out in the world long enough? You probably don't feel this way, but like there's a there's a time and a place when you got to look and go like, well, maybe I don't wear the buttoned up shirt tucked in this way. Maybe I just wear a t-shirt and jeans. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but the, I think the the beauty of Halloween is that you get to really express your creativity. That's why like choosing a Halloween costume is always such like a a process because like you go through all these ideas you're like nah that's not the one that's not the one that's not the one because you want to pick something that really you can like run wild with your creativity something that makes you really excited so that when somebody asks you what you are you light up yeah but some people are good like new year's eve some like like when i was single new year's eve I had a kiss me, it's a new year, th- you know, uh, necklace on. I had the good, uh, I had the what, you know, this would have been a great New Year's Eve outfit. You know what I mean? But like, I knew the game I needed on New Year's Eve to give my, to put myself in the right scenario that I might meet somebody. And that's what Halloween's all about. It's about not sitting in the booth in your Wolverine costume, but mingling, going to meet a couple, whatever. And um, I don't know. I, do, I think I think that Halloween dick energy that you can feel on Halloween, you need to take that into everyday life and say, I don't give a fuck. I got Halloween dick energy. I'm going to dress weird. I'm going to dress, you know, whatever. Like, get away from the norm. I think that's the best way to stand out is to get away from the norm. You know, when I grew up, growing up in New England, everyone or had... to just be true to yourself. Yeah, but yeah, be true to yourself. And, and But everyone growing up had just boot-cut jeans on with a, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch shirt. Like, like my buddy Joel. I love Joel. But, like, you, you knew, exa- you know, two buttons undone, two of the sleeves rolled up but not all the way. Like, you weren't an engineering student. You were just, like, light-free. And it's like every bro looks the same exact way. I don't know. Just throw a freaking wrench in the system. Be a little different. And that's what Halloween's all about. Be a little different. Anyway... You don't you you don't you you don't possess the ability to offer advice because you're just a cute chick. You don't know what it's like to you can wear you could dress up I as a poop emoji. No, I absolutely know about changing your identity through changing your outfits. 100%. But you're going to get laid what you're going to have guys hit on you regardless of what you dress as as well, long as you don't cover up your body. I hate to break it to you. That's no, I'm saying not necessarily if you true. if you went as like a Barney full barney costume the dinosaur i thought we were talking about real life not just halloween but i'm just saying you you're the thing men are attracted to you walk by and they're gonna be like oh shit fuck yeah like we said before it's it's gonna be a visceral reaction and be like oh shit now listen here's i'm about to throw a wrench in your system please the type of people you can affect the type of people you attract by your outfit so maybe I'm not interested in a guy who's only into me for my body. Maybe I'm interested in a guy who appreciates my sense of humor or appreciates my creativity or whatever. And maybe that's the reason I dress as a full Barney because <laughs> I want to attract a guy that thinks that that's hysterical and appreciates that I went for it as a Barney. Because no guy gets turned on quicker than hearing, you know, when you're like a goth kid or an emo kid, it's because you want to attract other people who are the same as you. You know, If you're a Abercrombie and Fitch person, it's because you want to attract another Abercrombie and Fitch person. Well, you know, it's interesting. You, you bring up a good point in this article I read. It did talk about how 
being funny as a female, like not just being a sexy nurse, but like a funny sexy nurse, or putting like a mustache on a funny costume, what it does is it at least gives you the pass to think that the guy's into you for a sense of humor, not just your looks, which is good. But again, we're we're, we're generalizing here, saying all men are just attracted to a sexy you woman. You said it. But you like, said it 45 times. I'm just saying, if, uh, if, there's a, if, a, if a hot chick walks by a construction site, they're not whistling at her because she looks like she can tell a funny joke. They're not like, woo, mama. But that's knock, exactly knock. to my point is that you can affect the type of people who are attracted to you by the way you dress. Yeah. And it's also for, for, for Halloween's sake, it's also good to like get on the same page with other people. Like my buddy Joel and I in college, we had the funniest Halloween. We had, we threw a Halloween party. I, I have a video of this on my old YouTube, which I never accessed. I should put it in the link. I, I really, if I can f- look in the description of this podcast, if I can find it, I'll put it, I'll link it here. It was, we were, we dressed as rhythmic, um, gym, gymnasts. So we had the full, did I ever tell you this one? No. So we had the, uh, I had like, you know, as a typical male gymnast, I had like the tight spandex pants and then a tank top and then we had like the chalk in the hands you know and like i had t- i had actually like taped up my wrists like a gymnast would but then i taped a beer koozie to my wrist so i had a nice beer with a beer koozie and then we just had the rhythmic because this was like the old time you know old school the movie when they had rhythmic 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 rhythm there's no n there rhythmic rhythmic i thought there was an n in there rhythmic the old rhythmic dancers had the, you know, in old school where you had the thing. And we were just like, a, you know, we were like a good, good uh, duo act there. And then Darren shows up. Again, this is 2007 uh, or 2006. This is fall 2006. This, is, this ages me. He shows up dressed as a stingray on his arm and the stingray stabbing through uh, Steve Irwin. He, so he dressed up as Steve Irwin with the stingray attached to him that he had built. And like he went to, because Steve Irwin was like just died that year and this is like this is like blasphemy to the aussies right and uh and he he did like a, a halloween costume at casey's which was the uh the uh you know the university bar and he got like booed off stage <laughs> anyway it was a, so i gotta find the video i should post that on instagram like a throwback video but anyway i i i wish everyone well throwing um condoms at the windows after you fucked um a barney Eesh. Uh, so hope, hopefully somebody fucks a Barney out there and um, let us know let us know your Halloween stars let us know what's good and also uh, good luck with that um, math equation <laughs> I'd be really sad if no one emails me the solution to that nobody has a pen and paper to write that bullshit down you made it the longest most complicated problem well is anyone's... it worth is it worth $30 worth of soap you know what I mean like what's it worth to you out there folks um, anyway we didn't talk about the engagement do you want to end on that or do you want to do that another time? Sure, it's up to I don't, you. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but we got engaged. We mentioned it, but we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about the whole, the whole how it all went down and all that. But can we make this story really quick? Because you want to leave? Yeah. Yeah, make it quick. We're at 45 minutes. Here, 20 seconds. Uh, I proposed in Thailand. She said yes. And um, then we went and bathed a couple of elephants after that. Done. That's not the story, though. Oh, you want the story with how I got bloody and everything? Uh, the blood is the least of my concerns. But basically, okay, so Thailand. We're, time difference, we're like wide awake at five in the morning, every morning, like raring to go. So we would get up and like go to, go to breakfast, then go do an activity. If we got done in time, grab second breakfast before it closed. So we are, it's our second morning in Can Thailand. Can I rewind? What? The first day was the longest day of our lives. We get to Thailand at like midnight 
um, we so we, we 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 get late night food on the beach at this resort. We're on an island. We're on a private island. It's this tiny little Muslim. It was Muslim, right? Yeah. Tiny little Muslim island in the middle of Phuket. You know, a five minute ferry off of the mainland. So on this tiny island, there's a tiny and this resort's called the Coconut uh, Village Resort. I think is that right? The village at Coconut Island. It's called Coconut Island. The village at Coconut Island, and they have and, and I picked this resort to propose at it because it was beautiful. It had this quintessential long Thailand dock. It had a nice beach but anyway we get there late at night they still have like there's just like dr- a couple drunk aussies partying around you know there's always drunk and Auss- wherever you travel <laughs> there's drunk aussies they're out there they're drinking they're like oh mate nar pass me another oh you know whatever and um and uh so we get there we have some food and then we pass out the next morning we wake up again time zone fucked up it's like 7 or 8 a.m and um we wanted to go do a bike ride so there's like a local dude what was the dude's name I don't remember. I don't remember his name. Nice guy. L- local guy. And th- you know, this is, you, you tip these guys the equivalent of $2 and they're, they're friends with you for life because you just like paid off their mortgage or whatever because the exchange rate's insane. So we're just like Monopoly man, just tipping left and right like fucking assholes. And, uh, and I don't, and the, like the other Aussies, like they don't tip, right? So we're just like, we're just like balling out. But anyway, we go on a, we go on a bike ride of the island at like 8 a.m. It's like 200% humidity. I'm already sweating through my linen shirts and we meet a couple older Australian dudes um, named Kevin, Kevin and Dave. Uh, they were the nicest people. They were so nice. So it was just Tasha, myself, Kevin and Dave, these two older Australian men. And by older, I mean, they were probably in their fifties. Sure. They were like, you know, they were they were there with their wives. Their wives have slept in and they were going on a hike uh, on a bike, bike by ride. themselves. So we did a bike ride around the island. We got to go to this tiny little Muslim school where we got to watch the kids. They all they would all do like um they they had like a band in the morning. So the guy would talk and they're all everyone's sweating. You just begin sweating when the day starts. It's so fucking hot. So humid. And they have a little marching band. They parade through the streets on the way to their classes. It was very cool. And um it wasn't like by all means, wasn't third world, but it was a, it was a soft second world. This is second world. They just got power to the island recently. Like most of the power is by solar panels, and they have like rain catcher. Like you know, they've. Oh, I just lost the thing. They've all got like rain. Uh, you know, like rain rain, ca- barrels. rain barrels off of the roofs. It's a very self-sustaining island. And um, and anyway, so we go on this hike with them, and and then they're like, oh, like 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 later, like we just become good friends with them. We experienced this several-hour-long journey with them. We became good friends we with them. We met their wives. We, we met hung their out wives with them at the pool. And then we hung out with the pool, and they're like, oh, for tonight for dinner, come out, come have dinner with us. And we're like, all right, cool. So like now we're adopted by these Aussies, and so we go out to dinner with them. We have a couple uh, singers, which are um the um Thai beer. Singa? Is that what it's called? A singa? Have some Thai beers. We're getting all wasted. And then the Aussies, um, this again, this is our first full day there. The Aussies, the, the dudes go, oh, when are you going to propose to her? What the fuck? You know, they start shitting on me. Ribbing on him for making me wait so long. Ribbing on me. And then I'm just there with my teeth gritting down like, you fucking assholes. <laughs> I got this thing sitting in my podcast equipment in my <laughs> luggage because I didn't want to put it in the safe because Tasha controls the safe. So I had nowhere to hide the ring. And um, I didn't even tell the story of getting the ring. Jesus Christ, that was an adventure. That's an adventure for another day. But um, but anyway, so so they all start making fun of me. The the wives are like, no, Kevin, no. Like they were just because I think women understand how tacky that is because you never know someone's situation. Because I think it's it is a personal thing to be like, oh, why don't you? And for like several years, I've had to just deal with people saying, why don't you do you this? You know and, what? Well, you wouldn't have had to deal with it for several years if you just I don't know had your shit together. Yeah. Well. 
Maybe if you fucked me on Halloween one of those years. <laughs> maybe if you didn't just pass out full, you know, Mormon style, uh, we'd have a chance. I'm kidding. I'm not using anything against you, honey. I'm happy to be engaged to you. Um, it's all just kidding. But um, so anyway, they all make fun of me. We, we have a laugh. And then the next morning we wake up and I was going to propose that night, but I was like, I want to propose soon. I want to get it. Uh, I want to get it over with. And I mean that with, with all love. I want to be done. I want to be able to tell random people that we're engaged and all that random shit. I wanted the clout. It would have been the worst case scenario to get engaged on the last day and we just tell our gate agent at Air China that we're engaged. Now, I wanted everyone to know possible upgrades, champagne, <laughs> whatever. We're engaged, bitches. Just the whole thing. And I, what I really wanted, which I've never gotten, is that that restaurant where, like, where I get to go up and go, she said yes! I never, But I also I never wanted to propose in public. I never wanted... I told Why? you this for years. Well, just because it's, um, it's, it's weird. It, it takes the... It takes the love away, uh, in my in my personal opinion. It takes the love away from the moment and more towards like strangers and then people are projecting onto us and they're all like, they're clapping. projecting their love and excitement now, and happiness. That, and then you get to bask in the collective listen, good feelings. You're right. That's what I missed out on is because you know my love language. I would have loved for a bunch of strangers to be like, "Good on you, mate." You know, just run you know, all this happy for us and everything. But also, I did. I I just wanted it to be a private thing. So anyway, it's like six a.m., five thirty a.m., whatever it was. We start walking to the beach from our little bungalow and um we were well, gonna to go the beach restaurant. to the beach restaurant there's a nice restaurant under these beautiful canopies next to these infinity pools all next to the beach which is next to the dock it's beautiful and um as we're walking there there's just a f- the morning fog was still rolling off of the sky and there was a cool like light reflecting off of it and i was like oh fuck i this i need to propose i just need to do this and get it over with and i and i wasn't planning on it because i didn't have any of the shit on me so anyway i go i go honey get the breakfast ready i'm gonna go run back and get the camera so we can retake a photo because we had taken a photo the first day of Tasha on a on a bench that was hanging from a palm tree on the beach. So I go, we need to retake this photo. It's perfect. And she goes, like, all right, cool. So I run back to the bungalow. Now, when we had left the bungalow, there was a giant spider. This is Thailand. There's everything's bigger. The spiders, everything. It's just, it's just. You know, we're in we're in the tropics. When you when you're in the tro- there was long-tailed macaws, monkeys running around. You're just a, you're just worried about you know lizards biting your. Everything's big. We saw some giant spiders too. Like I'm talking like huge arachnids, right? And anyway, so we had ducked around a spider web with a spider uh, to leave the villa. And then now when I was running back and I had to do this r- like flip-flop run, you ever run in flip-flops? It's kind of like a duck quacking <laughs> run, like you're running with like flippers, like you're scuba diving. So I'm running back and then I was like, I'm not going to duck around this fucking spider. I got to get it out of the way. So I reached down into the shrubs. It's, it's, it's the tropics. There's shrubs everywhere. And I just try to rip off this Jurassic Park size branch. But because of that, it ripped through my finger. So I, but I still like ripped it off, but like there's, uh, I feel like if you cut yourself with glass, it's a very smooth cut, but cutting yourself with, with a plant, it's a very, I'm sure when you get on the microscopic jagged. level of a plant, it's a very jagged cut. Not to mention whatever's on that plant is in, in defense of the plant now into my skin, my blood system. So my left hand is throbbing. Luckily, it's my left hand. It's my left finger right here. So I just fucking zaro through the spider, get all that shit out of the way. I'm sweating balls. I go into the place. I grab the fucking ring. I grab the tripod and the camera, and then I military jog flip-flop my way back to the beach set up the camera i'm panting i'm sweating i frame it up perfectly you're in the shot no one's on the beach it's quiet it's perfect let's fucking do this turn it on 
And then I sit on the bench and then you're like, hey, where's the flash? Because you think it's a self-timer. And then I go, honey, shut up. <laughs> Just let me have this moment. I'm bloody. I'm sweating. Is that what you said? That's, you what, said I said shut on, up. that's what I said on the inside. And then you start patting my chest thinking that there's a ring. Well, because here's what happened. I turn around. I look at you. Your face is completely ashen. You look terrified. And your shirt is vibrating you're shaking you were shaking and i can see your linen shirt you know how linen sort of stiff i can see it just but that's the fight or flight that was my fight or flight moment and immediately i put it together i see that the flash is not going i see that you're shaking i see that your face looks like terrified but we were at this distance and here and you did the double chin you did the same move you did when i when i first tried to kiss you you double chinned <laughs> away so I if you look terrified. at the videotape, you look like... Uh, and then I, tr- I tried to feel your breast pocket because I was like, is there a ring in there? I, I, it was, I was in shock. I said, honey, I don't know what I said in real life, but in my head, I was like, shut the fuck up and let me do this because I got to do this. And then I said, you know, the cheesiest, we're on the other side of the world bullshit. <laughs> and, we were both, and then that was good. And then what I aired on the Instagram was the do moment. Do you want to redo your speech to me sometime? No, I think that's yeah, best left in no, Thailand. I think, <laughs> I, redo. Think, I think you should have a second take at your Well, speech. either way, I don't regret. Um, I don't regret. I'm, I'm happy with how it all worked out. There's probably a million places I would have loved to propose. I would have loved to propose in Griffith Park. I've thought about it for so long of all the different places. That would have been a good place in our memory, but it was nice to make new memories. The best part of all that, there's two best things. The two be- three best things. The three best parts of that was that it was at 6 a.m., right? So I showed the video on my Instagram of us walking back from the bench that I proposed on. And which, by the way, I set up the camera wrong, so the framing was all off. So I was like upstaging you. So I was trying to like bump the, I was trying to bump the uh, bench with my ass to like open up the shot because I was, I was like, you know, the cinematographer inside of me was like, I gotta get the fucking shot. But at the same time, it was like, the framing was perfect. It was completely perfect. And the best part was we walked back to the camera and then we had a nice hug, which might be the best hug we've ever had. It was a good hug, ladies and gentlemen. It was a good hug. It was a pretty good hug. Um, it was the best of hugs you could have. It was a very good hug. And then we hugged off camera, and that, and that was a very nice moment. And then we had breakfast waiting for us. And in Thailand, for breakfast, you get noodles and sushi and all this. Ama- and then I got... Fruit. Plus, they Americanize it for you, too. So I had, like, Nutella on crepes and, like, noodles and chow mein. And it was fucking amazing. And then we see the Australians, you know, and I'm like, I want to fucking, I'm like, I was looking for them as like a, like a guy at a bar was looking for like someone who fucked his girlfriend that they wanted to fight. I was like, let me show me where these fucking Aussies. I'm going to show them. I'm going to grab your arm and just show it to them. Look what I did. <laughs> and then we did and we saw them and we saw them at different times. We saw, we saw the one Aussie. Was it Kevin's wife or the other or Dave's? I can't remember which one it was. And then, and then Chica, we show her and she was actually like the very, she was like the very funny sort of cynical energy of, of all of them where she was kind of like, um, she kind of looked like the, uh, the mean lady from Handmaid's Tale. She really did. But like, but I mean this with love because she's, um, she's awesome. Right. And, and, and these Aussies are great too. They, they've got horses in a barn at home. Like they're just really just cool. They're just, they're exactly what you'd expect to meet. Cool Aussies when you travel and we show her and she's like, no, she starts hugging us and everything. And then, and then her husband comes up and we show him. And then a few minutes later, the other Aussie comes up and we, and they were like, I can't believe it because just hours earlier they were shitting on me and I'm sure 
that after the night was over, I'm sure as they're sitting in bed, getting ready, taking their socks off, I'm sure she looked at her husband and was like, why the fuck did you ask them when you're not getting, you know what I mean? I'm sure it was a thing. And then we show up and they're like, ah, and then they, you know, they were quick to make the jokes. Oh, geez, you listen to us and this and that. And it was fun. And then after that, after breakfast, we went and um, we to, to an elephant sanctuary and got to meet some uh, some old, uh, beautiful elephants. And it was a good day. It was a pretty, pretty fun day. And then we got to, you know, the, the rest of the trip just took off from there. But it was really cool that we got to um, share that with uh, with ourselves and with a couple strangers, you know. So anyway, I, I don't... Do you have anything you need to add to that story? No, I think that was a nice retelling. It was good, a good job. Re- good retelling of the story. So there, you heard it here first, folks. You probably know more about this than our own families do. We have since told everyone this was, you know, we did get... Um, <clears throat> this was like six weeks ago and we finally told you guys and told our f- friends and family and the internet. Again, not that people really, not that people really care, but you know how it is. It's a, it's a life event for us. We bring our life events to you guys. You do with it what you must. Um, and, uh, and anyway, uh, the podcast has been extraordinary. It's, it's, it is symbolic that we share our engagement story on the 360th episode because we have come full circle. This is a full circle we've come. Uh, come C-O-M-E. Uh, we didn't come last night, at least not together. <laughs> <laughs> I came when I ate some of the chocolate alone in my leotard. Um, Anyway, uh, I did want to shout out the Patreon. If you haven't already, join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash the sap. T-H-E-S-A-P. Patreon.com slash the sap. Jonesy and I had an episode this week, and we, we, we started doing like... Um, we, we, Jonesy comes over once a month for the Patreon. I don't know. Maybe people are wrong. Maybe people don't agree with this, but I think it's some of the best, funniest content out there. It's What we do is great, but what Jonesy and I do is like bros from different... Like two bros that like we we met later in life and we just connect so we just he reads these crazy stories weird stories from the month and we just bounce back some like the most irreverent like you might learn something but that's not what it's about so we start talking about our knowledge of tesla and, Nik- and nikola tesla and edison and we start i start reading him my uh jokes that i wrote um as nikola tesla because i was going to go as nicholas tesla and do stand up as nicholas tesla and i wrote some funny jokes that you said were not funny and i read them to him the funniest oh man I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna air it i'm gonna air that clip for you guys next okay so i'm gonna let you hear a little bit of our uh, private patreon episodes if you do have the funds if you do want to join the community we would love it you know we're trying to get uh as many people over there as possible so we can uh have a different kind of channel where we can uh make some of our money back from doing these episodes so because of our patreon members because of the last eight months that we've done the patreon we've uh, upgraded our lighting system we bought a new camera that's going to be amazing for some of the photos and some of the you know digital marketing they have to do to get people to listen it's hard to get people to listen to an audio clip you have to show them some fun on instagram you got to do all that the other thing is you know what you know what we need to do i was told this did you tell me this or did someone else that a facebook page doesn't do as well as a facebook group yeah did you know that yeah so we need to make a facebook group yeah so so maybe we'll maybe i'll do that today you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna announce it right now so i'll do it today after i solve the sap uh, sat math question i need to (laughs) fucking go get a protractor and a graphic calculator to solve so today we're gonna start the facebook group on the 
SAP group on Facebook. So this is going to be a place where we can just have discussions. I'm going to, I'll, I'll put the show notes up there as well. And, and if you could just join, I, I won't spam you guys. I'm not going to try to sell you Ray-Bans or Oakley's. It's just going to be a place that we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. And I can bring back questions or comments or whatever back to, cause I, cause I share some memes. It should be a private, private group, right? Yeah. yeah we'll make it private. If you're on there, we, you know, we got to, we, I got to do it. We've, what, what we've done is built a community, but we haven't sort of, laid down the tracks for the community to all be together we know you're out there i look at the downloads there's a small but loyal like if we all fit in we would all fit into a pretty nice sized um uh theater we'd be a couple thousand of us out there and i think we all need a, a common denominator and a home to share our thoughts it might be 15 or 20 people that join right away that's fine whatever but it's a place where you can invite your friends and we can all join and talk about weird things like maybe caramel edibles you can pour on yourself because honey halloween's only a couple days away we still have a chance to put these leotards on and go at it okay i'm just telling you we haven't i don't know if we've had engaged sex in a bit you know what i mean it's we've been traveling i'm just saying you can keep the ring on you can keep the tutu on I'm going to just get a Russian accent and uh, pretend to hack your system. Uh, that's it, folks. So uh, anything you need to say, promote and no, talk about? No, don't think I gotta so. I got to go to work. I got a lot of work to do. I got to do the SAT question and um, I'm going to send out some soap. We got to do some soap soon. And um, if anyone has any flavors of soap they want, let us know. I'm, I'm open to suggestions, but I think the peppermint is the best. Good on the balls. And, good for uh, Christmas. Good for Christmas. Good Christmas soap. Uh, so patreon.com slash the sap, patreon.com slash T-H-E-S-A-P. Without further ado, on this 360th episode, here is a quick clip of my private chat with Jonesy. Bye, everybody. I'm Dave Neal, and that's Tasha Courtney. Bye. Here I am talking about going through elephant shit to find yeah. a diamond in the rough. Let's just say... No, I'm, it's fine. I get it. I let's get just it. say uh, something is brewing. It looks... It's it's going it's going good. Well, you you let me know if you need an insurance guy. I'll tell you best. My, I'll tell you ring, more off off mic. I have a lot. My to say. ring's insured for four thousand dollars more than I spent. So I'd be an idiot not to throw it into the fucking ocean, like you know Rose from Titanic. That's why she threw it into the ocean. That's she had an exactly. insurance claim. Finally, probably. we get down to the bottom of what really happened. Jesus Christ, we're all watching this old bitty throw her uh, fucking you know heart of the sea or whatever it was called into the ocean. Yeah. She, she's over there going to Sotheby's to make uh, fifty grand. In fact, I think I think the whole she planted the glacier as well to collect on this insurance. Planted it. It was a hoax. The whole thing was the, fake uh, news. <laughs> <laughs> all the violinist, the whole Billy Zane. It was all a fucking ploy. The Russians just blew a bomb out, and the Irish, you know, the Irish deck, they all died. Yes, yes. And James Karen comes in and makes a hundred million bucks. Brilliant. Well, Dave, it's uh, it's fall, and uh, Halloween is here. And with all of this stuff, the pumpkin, the pumpkin spice has been... You're drinking it. Everywhere. And I'm drinking it right pumpkin now. Pumpkin spice iced coffee. With this iced coffee. And I appreciate it so much. There's a story out of um, Georgia that I came across that says pumpkin spice spam is out and everybody should try it. Uh, pumpkin spice season is just is here and it means favorite latte, candle, canned meat will get a makeover as well. Yes, that's right. Spam. The canned pork is releasing... Well, it already released, because <laughs> this is an older article, Pumpkin Spice Spam. The idea was initially brought up as a joke on their Facebook page, but this time they decided, hey, let's release a limited edition Spam available only at Walmart and on Spam.com. <laughs> Other Pumpkin Spice products are set to drop, always drop, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, etc. But Spam, 
Bro, have you been to Trader Joe's? The whole fucking dude. Place every time, is pumpkin spice. It's pumpkin spice everything. Pump, you, I was there yesterday. Every condoms, everything. Whoa, whoa! I didn't see that pumpkin and spice. And you know, condoms. you know who gets the shaft over this pumpkin spice brand is nutmeg. All pumpkin spice is is nutmeg and cinnamon. Wait a minute. You're saying it's not real pumpkin? I'm saying there's some all spice. There's some other spices in there, but the predominant like apple pie, it's nutmeg. Nutmeg is the thing. Pumpkin spice, nutmeg, cinnamon. But you just call it pumpkin spice when none of it has to do with anything that comes out of a pumpkin. Are you sure about this? Fake news, man. You really think pumpkin the the pumpkin spice is a fake spice that we're all just it's a it's a conglomerate of other spices. How can an, you don't think there's a real pumpkin sp- like a pumpkin? No the pumpkin is a thing. No you know, it's a thing. You can go and eat it. You can grow it in a garden. You can buy canned pumpkin. You can. But what do you make when you make pumpkin pie? You get a can of pumpkin and you add pumpkin. nutmeg and cinnamon. That's it. Sure, but I, I don't add, know if that's true. You might add some cream or whatever. But the point is, is the spices you add to the pumpkin yeah. pie are the spice. Pumpkin. You know, no one's no one's drying out a pumpkin mm-hmm. and then shaving it into a spice. It ain't happening. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying, if I if I were nutmeg, you'd be I would, upset. This is like um, this is like uh, um, uh, Nikola Tesla, right? He didn't get any of the credit. Thomas Edison got all the credit. So Tesla and, is the nutmeg. And Marconi for the radio. Uh, Tesla there actually invented go. the radio. Tesla was was jacked on more than one occasion. Bro, I wrote these Tesla jokes. I wanted to. I wanted to be. You did Tesla jokes. I wanted to be Nikola Tesla for Halloween because I don't know. I don't know if you know this. Can you pull up Nikola Tesla? I know what he looks like. No, he. I can I, pick him out of a lineup. He, I look identical to him with a mustache. He's got black eyes. I've got. He's dark no, eyed no, no, guy. No, no. That's because he's. A, that's because it's. Oh, uh, when you do that with your hair. See, exactly. When I wow. do that and put my hair down, right? If, when you part your hair down the middle and you're a white guy with a mustache, you look like Nikola Tesla. He was very pale though. You're. You got a little color from being in Arizona, so you yeah. got it. This could be your costume, though, for Halloween. I wanted it to be. I was looking at. You have to get the rounded collar shirt. You got to yeah. get that Titanic. Yeah. Speaking of Titanic, and are you gonna, would you carry around a Tesla coil that was attached to a battery? I don't how know. Would you, how would you round out the costume? How is people? How are people going to know that it's you? Oh, b- trust me, I look like Tesla. <laughs> trust me, bro. People are fast googling it right now. I, I posted a side by side one year of me and a mustache. Here's the thing: I got to dye the mustache a little darker. I got to yeah, be a sure. bit more. Your of a hair black. should be a little darker as well, yeah, but it's but, okay. It's okay. Your style is good. But I got to cut it short. But he didn't have blue eyes. Listen, Tesla is my fucking energy. Okay, <laughs> no pun intended. He's my energy. He's my alternating current. He's, my, he's your alternating current. He's my AC does to your, my DC. Does your fiance know about your alternating current? Did you know AC DC what came. The band's name came from the uh, Edison Tesla feud. They they got this movie coming out called the um you know the current the War of Currents or whatever. And it's because oh is it com- is a movie AC coming out because no. they were fighting to see whose current was going to be the one that was the best. Well, in case the listeners don't know, we're really nerding out here right here. So when uh, at the at the very beginning of electric electricity. Uh, Nikola Tesla w- invented uh, alternating current, and but Edison was all on the di- uh, the what is it direct current. Yeah, direct current, which is wastes a lot of energy. the The current way that we consume electricity now, the original way, which is what Edison put forth, the direct current DC, that shit is a it, it allows a lot of excess energy to 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 fly off and and it gets wasted. The alternating current that Tesla invented was a way to save more energy. Uh, batteries would last longer, et cetera, et cetera. And and they they totally uh, did not accept his new alternative for. Uh, 
for energy because there was already an infrastructure built and they were already they could see that they were going to make and a shit Tesla ton of money. And Tesla died poor and yep. he, in his like lab that he built they ended up tearing down because he had too many debts. He's fascinating, fascinating person. I've I've read about him. I've studied Keep many talking. many documentaries about him. Oh yeah, uh, Nikola Tesla is is a weird was a weird guy, man. Um, I should do a little thing with him on the Patreon. Maybe I'll do a little. Uh, post- we should do a full episode on Nikola Tesla. We could do a total Nikola. Te- I've never done with somebody like a. Let's do an episode on Tesla, like a, a weird guy. You should, yeah, we should do episode. We should do weird news, like weird news in the history. Would you, would you be down for that? Whoa! Pick like a strange, weird. Bro, this might be a full. This might. This might. This be could like, be a whole series. This might be too good. Yeah, this would be really good. Weird news, and then we'll like pick. We'll like we'll each come with our own facts about the person and their story, or the event, or whatever it might be. Nicholas Tesla once said, "If your hate could be turned into electricity, it would light up the whole world." That's fucking. That's true. That's poetic. Did he also say if? um, But I said, but then I wrote. Luckily, electricity is stored in batteries, which powers vibrators. He he actually uh, when his famous quote that was then appropriated by the band was um he actually once said uh at a party in manhattan he said uh, uh you shook me all night long and then they <laughs> quoted him and then the, then the band just ran with it and they said you gotta go and they sent him down the highway to hell jonesy everybody coming in hot can i read a really bad joke because i was gonna i was like i for just i wrote these in like 20 minutes there's no these aren't good but i wrote some jokes uh, if i were to be nikola tesla you know he he, he he grew up in the early 1900s in new york city late 1800s i go i live in new york dating's tough i'm on tinder duty uh, which means i scrap for wood to keep warm in the winter <laughs> i think that was i want tinder duty <laughs> I don't know. Do you know you you do? I mean, here's a go. Here's a go. In my time, me too was what they said after our friend tells us they got tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. You know where to find that full episode. Patreon.com/slash the saps in the description, and uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Happy Halloween! Bye. Baby.